Yo, welcome back. Welcome <laughs> back, everybody. Welcome back to Breeze Shooters Podcast. We are the show that brings you new sports, poker, and everything in between. And today we, we love the tweeters. <laughs> oh, you fuck. All right. Yeah, Chris loves the tweeters. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Lou, joined by my very good friend, Chris. Yes, sir. And uh, ready for, I'm ready for war. You fucking character. And today, yo, Chris, we got a dope interview. We got part two to the DJ EFN interview. Uh, we're looking forward to um, having him on. If you don't know DJ EFN, um, he is uh, half of the Drink Champs podcast show. He's also a hip hop pioneer out of uh, Miami, Florida. He was really big on um, pushing the hip hop scene down in Miami. He's an entrepreneur, he's an AR person, he's a producer, he makes mixtapes, he's also a radio host. The guy has his hat in a lot of different things, and we're really excited to have him on. Um, in the podcast game, they're probably, I want to say, top three, top five podcast shows out there. Himself with uh, the comical and talented Nori make up the Drink Champs podcast. So... Back to you, my friend. What what, what were you saying? Well, you know, sometimes uh, let me start off by saying that uh, um, I think uh, that's a beautiful sound. Oh, you went back down to you went you went back down to Tijuana. Let's see. <laughs> you went back down to Tijuana to get beer. What the fuck is <laughs> Amazon drop off, Bobo? <laughs> <laughs> you know. I see your situation. I think you should be drinking a European craft IPA type shit, and you pull out a Modelo. Yo, that came y- from all that came from Albany. <laughs> Probably. Listen, you're saying all that, and you got a freaking ten dollar cup of coffee. Yeah, Starbucks. My, 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 Look at that. That's like a a double frat. <laughs> who crack? Who who knows what the fuck is in that coffee? I don't listen. I I listen. Th- I, I really enjoy this one, but I don't I don't even try to order it. My 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 girl does all the ordering. No, we know she says we, we know you write it you write it down on a piece of paper. We know. <laughs> no, I, I can't even argue that. She goes, Chris, you get so frazzled. And I hate when she says that because it's, it's it's supposed to be just coffee. But we're not gonna we already did a, a segment on that. Um so First of all, happy Easter to everybody uh, out there. Happy Holy Week or Ramadan, uh, uh, whatever other religious beliefs. Happy, happy, happy times. Wow, you just, you just, you just for the people today, man. I see. Man. And that's that's what I do. I'm for the people. So yesterday, I was uh, enjoying a. Uh, a couple of waddles, uh, waddles, wow, waddles. That's a couple lot. of bottle, bottles of wine, <laughs> nice red wine, you know, Cabernet Sauvignon. You know, as as you know, I'm 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 dipping and dabbing in the sommelier uh, industry. <laughs> and uh, one bottle in, you know, I I I, I listen. I got I got. I got a I got a public service announcement for people, Louis. Um, mm-hmm. Don't get on social media when you drink. 
Oh man, yo, big, big, big shout, big shout out to Mr. A from the set six one four five. Uh, man, that yo, that, that what they said. Reading is fundamental, and you really got to pay attention when you read. And uh, it's, it was just funny. It was just funny. Shout out to the set. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I just you know, with me, I have a, I have a, I have a. I have a rule with, with, with my woman. I got, we, you know, we have, we have, it's not a rule. We have a understanding that when we're drinking, we don't discuss no important shit. We don't get to those discussions when so we're that, drinking. So that means you guys never discuss anything. <laughs> yo, Chris, hey, wow. We're not, yo, we're not alcoholics. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Chris, let, let, let me bring in DJ EFN. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like how you say those things. Oh man, I got, I got an image. <laughs> you, I, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, I don't know how good that image is, though, brother. I, I really don't. I got, <laughs> I got a very good image. What are you talking about? I got a brand to protect. <laughs> e, what's up, brother? P- protect that fucking brand, brother. <laughs> Yo, I apologize the other day, guys. That was my uh, bad, man. Yeah, that's fine, no, man. That's fine. No need to, no need to, man. We we know you're a busy man, and you know. So nah, nah. No I just to. got a, a curveball thrown that day, and it just threw my whole day off. I, I cursed I, you out. E. I'm gonna be. I cursed <laughs> you out. I'm sh- listen. If I would have been, if I would have been waiting in a Zoom fucking call, I would have been pissed, man. I that's why I'm apologizing so much because I've pi- I've been pissed. I'm like, this motherfucker got me sitting down in front of a computer jerking off. What the fuck? <laughs> I didn't take offense. I said he's probably out there still hanging out with Snoop. They're running around all the time. <laughs> I'm still high, bro. I'm still high. <laughs> My bad again, guys. Nah, no, 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 no worries, it. man. Let, let, let's stay, e, let's stay there. How, how how was that interview with the legendary rapper Snoop Dogg, man? It, it seems like you you guys. First of all, you did another great job, but it seems like you guys generally had a good connection. Uh, how was that experience? Did you learn anything new that you didn't know before um, doing the interview? Well, you know, this is our second interview with him. Is it really? Yeah, a lot of it's it. This is what's crazy about Drink Champs now that I mean, I would have never thought it early on. We're six years in, and there's so many interviews that people don't even remember or know, especially if they're new, you know, listeners and viewers of the show that they don't know we've done. So all the times we're getting DM'd or or tweeted or or whatever messages, we're like, "Yo, why haven't you had this person? And why haven't you had that person?" And they're like, "Mad." And we've had them all, you know, <laughs> you know, like year one, year two, year three, whatever, you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah, this is the second time we sit with Snoop. The first time it was, I think it was towards the end of our first year or might've been in the beginning of our second year of drink champs. Uh-huh. Uh, he was out here in South Florida. He was not in Miami. He was somewhere in like West Palm beach or something. And we went to the hotel he was at and, and, and it was a legendary episode with him. Actually, some people hit me up saying, man, this, this Snoop Dogg episode is amazing. And then they're like, hold up a second. This isn't the Snoop Dogg episode that just came out. <laughs> they're like, I just watched the old one. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was, it, it, you know, it was, I think that's where the connection already comes from, that he's already sat down with Drink Champs. He knows what Drink Champs is. What was different and also special about this one is that we traveled uh, to him. We went to LA. It was something last minute that, puff and him and then and then nori and then us spoke about uh that just on a whim you know like they wanted he wanted to announce this 
potential collaborative NFT with Bad Boy on Drink Champs, and which which he's, which they still don't know what it's gonna be, but that's where the idea came. Oh fuck it, let's just go to LA and let's do this. Which we don't really travel a lot in Drink Champs. We do it, but you know we we try not to. Our our home base is where we feel the most comfortable, and we think that mm-hmm. the best shows come from our home base set. So, but it was dope to go to his compound, which is amazing, and and to sit with him in his spot, and and so yeah, so that's that's what you see. I, I saw you had some videos up that you guys get to go to his shop. I think he has like a, a new clothing shop out there that's pretty big. We didn't go to his shop. It's just we just went to his compound, which is huge. He has a huge compound, right? It's just so fucking genius. Right when you land in LAX and you like come out of LAX. And you go into Inglewood, like right there, like boom, like the LAX sign. Uh, you go under overpass and you turn the corner and his compound is right there. Wow. Like, which is genius because if like to work with people, especially with the traffic in LA, like people could just literally come off and get go there and work with him. You know what I'm saying? And and so he has like mad rooms. It's like two floors. It might even be three floors. I don't know. It was just, it's huge. He's got all his, <laughs> he got a garage with all cars. He got a basketball court, a video game room like it, it, studios it's just amazing man it's really amazing what he has there wow that is amazing hey you, you you mentioned puff a little while ago and i last time i didn't get to talk to you about puff and i just wanted to you know if you could provide some insight how's that mm-hmm. relationship like how is it working for puff uh he, i always hear that he's a, like a creative genius is there any like um feedback or um suggestions that he gives you for the show you know, can you just tell us about that relationship? Sure. I will give you a little bit of pushback in the words you used because, and, and we get this a lot in, 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 in social media where that we work for Puff. Gotcha. So our, our deal, and this is to clarify what the deal it really is, is that mm. we, we have a licensing deal with Revolt, meaning we own everything still. Oh, nice. Which is awesome. Like, Which is like, not a- right. The brand was never bought by Puff. Um, he doesn't, he doesn't necessarily dictate what happens on the show. Of course he's a partner. Of course he pays us well to license it and it's, and it's mutually beneficial. And so of course, if he has suggestions, we're going to hear him out. If he wants to talk to us, like the, 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 the Snoop thing, it happened because of him, but very rarely does he step into the, into drink champs and, and dictate anything or ask us to do anything. You know, I'm sure maybe him and Nori, I might not be privy to some of their private conversations that they might have. Um, but that's, that's what it is. And, you know, so what I would say is the relationship has been great uh, because we, we maintain ownership of the brand. We license it. They pay us a really fair rate in terms of what it, you know, what people pay for in, in, in content and television these days, they were the first ones that partnered with us to, to make it television, which I think we broke a lot of ground in terms of like podcast, at least hip hop podcast, taking that next jump, you know, and before even Drink Champs, I had originally had my Coming Home series debut with Revolt when Revolt launched in 2013. My Coming Home documentary, the Cuba one, was mm-hmm. the first original like acquisition, the first original content that they did a deal for and that they aired besides music videos. So that was special for me. So that built that already started that relationship. And then prior to even that, I had as a marketer, as a as a promotion guy and, and doing what I did behind the scenes, I worked with Bad Boy and all their brands. I, I was the first guy on the ground with Ciroc in Miami. 
uh, you know, Sean John and all the bad boy stuff and the voter die campaigns and all that, that I was doing that in South Florida for them already. Oh, wow. Shout out to the homie Prez who was, who was running that on the bad boy side. You, you, you touched on two things that I want to get to. <clears throat> I definitely want to talk about the coming home project to see where you're at with that. But, um, uh, and you don't have to give us numbers or nothing like that, but just like for the, the layman's that are involved in this podcast game, podcast game, how do you, how does that look to generate uh, revenue? Like what, like what, what I'm trying to understand is like, how does somebody that has a podcast negotiate to get money? Is it based on streams or is it just, we, we, we give you this money up front and you have a one year deal. Like, can you kind of walk us through that? And you're talking for the specific TV deal we did yeah a tv deal or just in general both, like how does it work on both sides actually yeah on, right. on both sides of the tv deal and the podcast so like you know the way that ours is broken up is you have the audio deal which is a separate deal by itself again it's a licensing deal it's not owned and we have it with iheart black effect which is charlemagne's company that goes through iheart so basically it's with iheart and, and charlemagne then we have our tv and video digital video deal which is meaning it's on TV with, with Revolt, and then it's on their YouTube page. So okay. those are very defined things in the deal that they're allowed to put it on on YouTube. And they have a certain amount of years that they're allowed to exploit the content. And then we get it back. You know, oh. they pay for those amount of years. However, you know, two, three, one, like it's, it really depends on your negotiation okay. and whatever you charge for that. And then once that's over with, that content comes back to you and I could republish it. I could do deals with it. I could do whatever I want. Oh, okay. They don't own it in perpetuity, which means forever. So those deals are dictated. Yeah. There's two ways that, that things are dictated streams and views, like anything else nowadays, like social media, all of that has a big part in everything. So, you know, if you have the, the viewership or the listens and it's, it's up there, you can go out there and, and get a deal based on that. And you're only going to get a deal if you have, something that's performing at, at a certain level. Absolutely. Right now, what I've always advocated for, and I think is important as well, especially when it comes to podcast and, 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 and the way that the data was being received originally, because they've changed it a lot. It used to be very inaccurate. Um, I think that building a strong brand and, and what that brand represents in the market. So like you might not have, like you're going to have decent, you got to have some kind of decent viewership or listenership. But maybe that brand just resonates and maybe it's doing really well on social media. Maybe the clips from the episodes per se do a bunch of stuff. Like what happens is you have to accumulate all this data for, for if you're going into like a boardroom for, to try to pitch. And it's not just the one episode or the episode or how they, that one thing performs. It's the totality of everything you're doing. You know what I'm saying? And then everything, meaning if the brand is just a, a brand that it just people just, it resonates, like I said, and then these clips, they get this amount of viewership and these pictures get amount of views. You're on this many platforms and you might need someone smarter than you and I to, to kind of put that together on a sheet and make it look good. But all of that together can also get you a deal out there. You know, it doesn't have to be just on the performance of specific episodes, you know, gotcha. No, and thank you for sharing that. I, I yeah. always kind of, I always figure cause you guys coming in, 
um, like you said, when you had the CBS deal, you guys kind of were breaking ground with the numbers that you guys were um, doing. So I kind of I, I didn't know if your contract was structured around on who you were and what they were anticipating. And it was if it was an upfront amount or do you still had to hit like certain uh, target goal numbers? Numbers. Streamings, but, um, you know, well, with with CBS and with most podcasts, they're going to give you a revenue share, meaning I, it, CBS didn't give us any money up front. In fact, and I've talked about it a lot. We didn't make a money a, a dime for like six months. Cause it was a 50, 50 revenue share. So whatever advertisement they got for us, we split the, the profits 50, 50. They couldn't sell ads for us in the beginning. Cause they didn't know what they were like. This is crazy. Like, what is this? And so, so that's how those models are. But once you're established and you have, like I said, the viewership, the listenership, you could go to a, let's say podcast, you can go to a company and say, look, th- we perform. We have already, you know, a track record of performing. So they know now. It's not like when we first came in the game, there was no track record, but we blew up. So that's why it was hard for them to sell us because they don't know if it's going to last, if it's a fluke. So now you go into a company, you say, I got a track record. I want you to now pay me. It's called a minimum guarantee, meaning, you know, you're going to be able to sell a certain amount of advertising because this is the track record. Now, I don't know how good your advertising team is, but I know what I'm worth already based off of my track record. So you need to pay me now. I want to I want you to give me a, a upfront money on ads being sold. And I want you to pay me monthly, basically upfront for ads being sold. And what it is, is that they're, they're, it's called a minimum guarantee where they, they'd say, OK, we're going to pay you this no matter what. And it's their job now to make sure they recoup that money. And then anything past the money they gave you that that's made, you split that as extra money for yourself. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. But no, no, does that make any sense? sense? No, no, big time. It does. Big it time. does. It does. Big time. Um, the coming home project, where are you with that? I, did COVID interrupt it? Because it looked like you got started off. There was a couple of episodes. I think Colombia, Peru, uh, Cuba. Am I correct? Or We got through um, filming six episodes. Okay. Uh, the last two I never released, which was Columbia. And then like, I never released publicly. Gotcha. Um, I did some, I did some screenings and stuff. And then South Africa was the last one that I did right before. Like, luckily we had traveled. And then a couple months later, you know, COVID hit, uh, COVID definitely slowed things down in a lot of ways. COVID I had children, you know, I had, I had a second child. Um, so my first child slowed things down and with coming on. And then the second one just you know, put a break on it for, to a degree, you know, especially having during COVID time. But I have since then partnered up with LL Cool J and Rock the Bells. Nice. They are my official partners on the coming home series. Nice. We're good. You know, their main goal is to, to produce new ones. And the whole thing is I've done these six independently, which I set out to do six, which wasn't easy to do independently, but I, I was like, I got it like to feel like I f- did something and I finished it the way I wanted to do it. I did. I finished the six. And so that's like basically season one. So the, the goal now is to anything I do now past the six, I want it to be fully, like fully funded, fully budgeted, not these shoestring budgets. I feel like I've proven the concept. The vision is there. Let's let's give it the look, you know, let's give it what you, what someone would have given Anthony Bourdain. Let's give it these looks because I feel like hip hop deserved it. And I feel like I've proven that, that myself and my crew and my company, we, we can do that. And that's what LL and rock the bells, their, their partnership is, is going to bring to the table. Very, nice, that's nice. a very nice partnership. Good guy to partner with. Um, 
for it's folks a dream that, come true to be honest with you i gotta imagine <laughs> you know what i'm saying hip-hop kid from miami i never thought <laughs> i would say l j is my partner bro <laughs> 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 and, and, and e was there a relationship with there with l or he just kind of like what's going on uh, well i mean personally with him not so much in the sense that you know again i worked with De- for def jam doing the marketing stuff back in the day so i back in the days well i mean back in the days for me you know what i'm saying but uh so you know i dealt with him a couple times when he would come to miami I, you know that was our thing we had to deal with the artists take him to the radio do the the walkthroughs in the clubs but i don't i don't it wasn't necessarily a relationship and then what it really was is the people around him and the other people at def jam that i had relationships with the behind the scenes people and then we had him on drink champs uh early on as well and i reconnected with some of those people that are in his team that were behind the scenes with me at Def Jam or that I dealt with through the Def Jam days. And it was through those people. And this goes to show you how important the network is and how important the people that are behind the scenes are. It was through those relationships. Shout out to Claudine who works. She's like, she's LL's like right-hand person. I just said, you know, let me, let me tell her about the films. Cause I saw what rock the bells was doing. And I felt like it was a really good home for what we were doing. And she's like, this is amazing. And let me take it to L. Everybody calls at Rock the Bells when I'm talking, they, they all call him Todd. And I'm like, look, listen, guys, I'm not going to call this guy Todd. This is LL Cool J, the legend. I'm not going to call him Todd. I'm sorry. Just don't sound right. Don't sound right. Don't sound right, bro. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, bro. And Maybe so, Mr. Smith. <laughs> none of that. I'm not. I mean, I just can't do it, bro. And I sound like the ass going, you know, LL, LL on the, on the calls and the Zoom calls. And he's on there. And they're all like, Todd, Todd, Todd. But, um, you know, she took it to, to L and he loved it. We jumped on a Zoom call. And that was surreal, to be honest with you. And he was just like, yo, I see it, man. I see the vision. It was dope because I had been, I had pitched and I've gone to their networks and, you know, and, you know, I got smoke blown on my ass and people saying it was dope and Vice, you know, over here and, and HBO over here and different people. And, you know, push came to shove. It didn't go through or some people wanted to change what I was doing. They're like, oh, you know, we should add this and this element and take this celebrity over there and do this. And I'm like, ah, no, that's not what I'm doing. And L was like, no, nah, I see exactly what you're doing. And that was really dope. And refreshing. And I'll just tell you right now, if nothing were to come of coming home from this point on, the fact that it fell on, on his lap and he saw the vision, I feel fulfilled with that alone. I mean, hopefully shit pops, but <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel good about where, where, where it ended. And then I change then I changing your which this is what I believe you're saying. Then I changing your vision of it. You had a vision about this, and you know, and I was surprised. It's funny you mentioned Vice, because I see Vice picking up a lot of these things. So that's one of the first ones, if not the only one that I thought. I wonder why Vice didn't pick this up. But then they come in and they want to do little changes and it, it, it fucks up your whole vision. And, and right. I understand exactly what you're saying. Right. Well, that's, uh, your, all, that's, that's, your, that's your baby. That's your third baby. Absolutely. And with all due respect to Vice, I like a lot of their content. The truth is, is that some of the stuff that they do when they travel. And, you know, and I haven't watched the network lately, so I don't know what they're doing right now. But some of the stuff I saw before that was comparable to coming home. They were just, it just seemed like it was just showing you the grime. It was showing you, you know, just like shock value stuff about a certain place. And and my thing is like, uh, whatever goes in front of the camera is going to go in front of the camera. I'm not going to hide things, but I'm trying to find something else. I'm trying to show you the beauty of the culture and when it connects to people and that the common language we have 
And it don't matter, you know, what conditions and that the culture, you know, kind of like the good side of all of this, you know, so that's what I was trying to do. And it was a little different. Nice. Um, switching gears for a second there. Um, not too long ago, there was a situation that kind of like, I think it got blown out of proportion and I was hoping you could kind of like shed some light on the show. Sure. Uh, it, it occurred with the members of the Wu-Tang Clan. I think they were unhappy with some comments that were made during the show. And I was hoping you could kind of give us a little insight on what transpired. But I, I believe since then it has been resolved or you guys. For spoke. sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, I, I mean, it was what it was. It was a, a comment trying to track back to that episode. I think it was the Mickey Fax episode. Um, and there, it was a story about when the, the irony of all of this, there was a story having to do with Raekwon and Joe Button and, and everything that had happened. Remember when they had some kind of issue, yeah. uh, some type of beef. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. the irony of all this is that it was a story talking about that. And it was just making light of the fact that, um, a, a supposedly, you know, Joe was made to like apologize to a bunch of Wu members. And so in that nori was saying like start everybody just started spitting out names of like woo affiliates you know just to show the extent of how much he had to apologize to different people gotcha and so nori kind of like he he said like flunkies or something you know and and talking about and you know definitely the wrong choice of words and nori's apologized since then and then on my end i wasn't even i didn't even hear him say the word flunkies or anything i'm just like I'm always in, in drink champs. If you look at the way I at least operate, I'm always jogging my memory to bring out names that make sense with the conversation of names that people aren't hearing as much or, or to just to, to give them shout outs or, or give them props. I just want to throw these names out there just to, you know, bring them out again. And that, that's all I was thinking about in that convo without hearing what Nori was saying. And I said, Shaheem. And so Shaheem is the one that really got pissed that his name was included in that, especially following what Nori said. And that's what stirred up a lot of things. But since then, you know, we, we, we got with Shy. We had him on the show. You know, we spoke to, to Killer Priest. Um, and those are the main people that we were talking to, you know, some uh, Sons of Man, some of these guys. And, and you know, everything was cleared up. And we had a, a, a beautiful episode with them. And as men, we all spoke. And it was dope, man. You know, we, we, we saw each other in person and everything was loved. Oh, that's cool. Now, I was definitely glad to hear that you guys worked it out. I was like, nah, not Ian Nori, man. Those guys don't get down like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it, yeah. It, it was great. I mean, but look, in six years of doing the show and especially drinking and talking shit, again, this is like if you're talking with your homeboys, homeboys, barbershop talk, you're going to say something that's going to come off wrong, especially on camera that you don't even know. Like nobody remembered that that was if I would have remembered that he even said that. I would have made sure that that never even made it. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And he would have made sure not Nori because Nori, nobody's out there trying to discredit or hurt any legends or anybody that's put in work in this game, no matter what level you made it to. Like we're all legends in our own right. Every single person, you know what I'm saying? And so, so that, that was a, that was our mistake that that even made it to, to airtime, you know? With that being said, how is your show produced? Do you guys, is it a live recording or do you guys edit and then it gets um, streamed? Uh, well, no, it's not a live recording at all. That Drink Champs could not fly live. That'd be too crazy. <laughs> we don't really edit. <laughs> yeah, we don't really edit that much either, to be honest with you. I mean, there was a policy in the beginning. We're like, we don't edit anything. But as time has passed, we realized, look, man, you know, we got to clean things up for the guests 
or for any anything that 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 you know just shouldn't go go on the air you know that doesn't doesn't deserve being on the air sometimes because what we want is we want the most organic uh free conversation and in order to do that we have to assure even the guests that if something comes out that they don't like at the end of the episode they can tell us or we can even follow up with them like you know we're not going to talk about anything that's going to put anybody in legal issues talk about Mm -hmm. people's families you know, but if in the heat of a conversation, a guest is drinking and says something like, oh, fuck that motherfucker's mother, you know, we're, we'll make sure that comes out of there. <laughs> you know of, course, like, of course, of course, of course. You know what I'm saying? So, which I'm not saying that's happened, yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying something oh. to that degree. And so that since, you know, the early days, we, you know, and now we're, it's just a bigger platform. We got to make sure, you know, we edit it, you know, some things, but we try to keep it as raw as possible. Like we really do. Like you'll see us looking stupid versus any the guests looking stupid. Yeah, which and is, not, not for that, you, you, you had. I'm sorry, Luke. No, no, you ahead, had a perfect ex- example with the with the with the Shaheen thing. If you would have caught that, there was there's there's no reason to that, that could have been edited out because you would have seen. Wait, this this is not this is not what this meant. This is out of context. Right, right. And 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 the the crazy and going back to that, the craziest thing for me, and I told this to Shaheen in person, bro. I'm a huge fan mm. of Shaheen. I I I was I was playing him on mix. I mean, first of all. Anything Wu-Tang goes without saying. So mm-hmm. the fact that, that, yeah, you're right. If something like that, we would have remembered or caught it or whatever. And that was super oversight on everybody in the team. Like, the, we were really upset. Like, listen, guys, we're here to protect our legends. We're here to big them up. We got to make sure that we all cross-reference each other. If one person doesn't know about this person that's being talked about, then let's talk. You know, we're a team here. Let's make sure we protect the culture. At the end of the day, we're exactly. not here to bash the culture. Nice. Um, hey, uh, DJing, are you still active? Do you still DJ like in clubs and things? No, hell no. no. <laughs> but, I got, but I got my turntables right here in front of me. I got my turntables right here in front of me. I spin all the time. But, you know, what happened with me and spinning, like, you know, I, I DJ fucking in the clubs and on radio, you know, the mixtapes. I did pirate radio. Um, I did it all from when I was, you know, from like 95 all the way up to like 2010. And, and so what happens when, when the transition came to, to like tractor and, 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 you know, all these, the the digital DJing, that's where, you know, I was, I was just a vinyl DJ, you know, I still got, I got a bunch of vinyl right here in front of me. That was the art form. And that was the way that I, that I knew how to DJ, not to say I can't do the other stuff like Serato and stuff, but it just didn't feel the same. And so I just said, you know, this isn't, this isn't, you know, where I'm at right now in life. You know, I, I, I rather just maintain DJing how I DJ. Not to say that I wouldn't do it again or won't go out there and do it and do spot gigs, but I, I'm, that just, I just didn't make the, the transition from vinyl to the Serratos and the tractors and stuff like that. And I got sponsored by tractor, which I'm looking, I got all my tractor stuff right here. I feel terrible because they sponsored me. They, they probably are like, we're going to bet on you using this shit. And use it that much. <laughs> uh, speaking of DJs, uh, I think I just heard today, um, DJ K Slade yeah, passed. Hey, Slade, man. Uh, Rest in peace to the do, legend, man. Uh, do you have an opportunity to meet, uh, meet uh, DJ K Slade? Yeah, man. I posted a... Uh, I mean, I met him a, a few times throughout the years, but there's this one special occasion where I was uh, with my crew. We were up in New York visiting Nori. Um, we were on a promo run for, for our album, the Alliance album, Who's Crazy? 
and we were in the studio at, at the Hood Lab. Nori had this spot called the Hood Lab in Manhattan. And K Slade came through and and we did like a like a, a big ass skit type drop. I don't I forgot if I'm I'm assuming it was for me or maybe it was for, no, it was for me. It was it was a drop to introduce a track on my mixtape, a Nori track. And so it was me, K Slade, my, my my boy MC from the group, Heckler, Nori, and somebody else was there. I forget who else what her name is, but um we were all there and and that's a moment, you know what I'm saying, that we had yeah. together. And then right after that clip, he hosted like a whole mixtape for us. He did a bunch of other drops for, for me. And we just got to kick it, man. And, and I knew how legendary he was. And going back to the wild style stuff and, you know, him as a writer and all of that. And I mean, he was everything. He was everything in hip hop. So, uh, you know, you know, rest in peace and condolences. Yeah, to rest family, in peace. Yeah. yeah, it was sad. Hey, um, E, before I let you go, I think you could kind of sympathize with me. Over the years, your co-host has developed like his own form of di uh, dialect. Chris is pretty much the same way. He's like trying to decipher what he's saying from time to time. <laughs> Any advice you could give me to kind of help like cope this with this relationship? Because I see you and you like you have that face like, Nori, what the hell are you saying? Like, <laughs> I try to have fun with it, man. I just I remix it. I say I think I just act like I know what he's saying. I go, is this what you mean? Like, that's just hilarious to me. Thank you. That's what he's supposed to do. He, he's not supposed to question me, uh, you know, uh, uh, live. Chris, what are you talking about? He even got a drinking game with with, with, with with a few of our fans, people that we know that that uh, whenever I, I say a word that he deems incorrect, they got to take a shot. Get right. out of here, man. Figure lot, it lot, out. Like, a like, lot of drunk like people does. out there. A lot of drunk people <laughs> out there. <laughs> Have fun with it, man. Listen, you can't come down on him too tough because... You're going to fuck up, too. I say shit disparate all the fucking time, bro. And then people be like, oh, you think you're the smart guy? Huh? Look at you. What the fuck? Is, where did you just say? I'm like, yeah, that's definitely a fuck up right there. Yo, E, e I, I can't thank you enough for being so gracious with your time, for giving us nah, you, a, not one, but three opportunities. And you you are a true gentleman, oh, a true wait, professional. Wait, wait, no, he, he, he fucked up. He, 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 he fucked up. I fucked up. <laughs> I fucked up, guys. I fucked up. There's always one guy, right? But again, <laughs> thank you so much. He truly appreciate it, brother. And I wish you nothing but uh, continued success, man. My brother, keep doing I your thing. You and, keep doing your thing, and 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 we're gonna follow that coming home series, man. I, I'm 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 truly happy because I know how it feels to be creative, and like I said, that's your baby. Yeah. And for it to take off the way you see it to take off, that's that's amazing. And and God bless you always. God bless your kids, man. And, like I thank said, you. man, thank you to Lusa also. Thank you for your for your time and, and your and you drop you drop gems, man. We appreciate all of it. Appreciate it. Look at that. He didn't he didn't fuck up not one word in that shit, bro. That was perfect English, man. Sometimes you gotta, <laughs> sometimes you gotta put a little pressure. Just a little pressure. <laughs> you don't understand. I, it was brutal for mine right now. I was about to That was the most articulate shit ever right there. <laughs> My brothers, man. Yo, E man, be good, bro. Take care. Number love, guys. Thank right, you, man. Right. Be safe out be there. Safe. Be good. All right, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, Yo, stop throwing me under. No, 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 not ladies and gentlemen. Stop throwing me under the under the bus, man. I'm I'm very articulate with my words. That's she got close. She got close. Chris, it's you gotta, uh, you gotta talk to me. It's four forty. Let's introduce the the new segment to the show. Do you wanna do you wanna take it or you want me to do it? No, it's too much pressure on me. I know I'm gonna fuck up now. I'm not gonna you do it. You don't want to you you know questioning my articulation. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. 
Uh, We're going to turn it over to Laura Kahn's uh, with Laura's Dilemma. With Laura's Dilemma. Sorry. See, you put the pressure on me. With Laura's Dilemma. (laughs) Enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, pay attention to the to the lady. She 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 knows what she's talking about. My friend calls me out. She's like, Law. She goes, We gotta talk. I says, All right, go. So she tells me that this guy was in her DM. She blew him off. Turns around, he's in her friend's DM. The friend is like, guy, you were just trying to get with my girl. He's like, yeah, but she she wanted nothing to do with me. Oh, so thanks. And now you come to me. She's like, come on. So they find out that he's got a girl and a kid, you know, that he lives with. Guys, what are we doing here? Is this, we we jump around like this? It's not cool. You want a quality person in your life. You got to act like a quality person. You can't act like a bozo out here. I don't like it. Don't like it. But I got to know, guys, why are you doing it? You looking to just hook up? Is any one person special to you? And ladies, have you been in this situation and have you handled it the way these two did? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Breeze Shooters Podcast. We hope you've been entertained, enlightened, and um, I'm glad you guys joined us. Don't forget to subscribe. Um, I was, As I was telling my friend Chris uh, last week, we have great numbers, man. We're watching the numbers grow, but however, the subscriptions is what is what matters. So when you're there, just hit the subscription button and don't forget to follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And TikTok. And TikTok. Yeah, you know, Chris Chris likes to do the little TikTok dance once in a while. <laughs> I've been on TikTok and I went viral with it. Yo, yo, be careful. <laughs> be careful. That car is shaking, boy. You're going to get the cops rolling up on you. What are you, what are you doing? They just passed. They just passed. They just passed. Oh, listen, this is good. This is good. This is good. No, no, no. My whole high school, motherfuckers. Oh, man. Look at that. Four Hamilton High School. That's right. And, that, and that's where, and that's where you take your girl on a date so you can make out in front of your old high school because you never had a girl during high school. Oh, I I I see the logic. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I got to fulfill that part. Even if it's 30 years later, I got to fulfill that no. part of my life. <laughs> and you're hoping they see you too, right? Be like, look. <laughs> the other day, I'm kissing her, right? I'm kissing her. And, 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 and when I'm kissing her, you know, I'm very passionate with my kisses because this is what I do. I'm, you know, I'm a... I'm, I'm I'm Puerto Rican. It's part of my thing, and I'm like, and then I started thinking. I said, we could get arrested because it was it was a school. You know, we could get arrested for for me kissing you this way. So I stopped kissing her because I, I don't I don't want to catch no more charges. Yeah, Chris, I think yeah, you, I, yeah. I think you're, I think you're safe. <laughs> Listen, depending where your hands to- are, you're, you're safe. <laughs> that's the thing. That's the thing. You don't want to know my hands are. Um, people, going back to the subscribing thing, it's free, man. Yeah, it's man. free. This content is free. Get on it. Be on it, and, and just just hit that subscribe button and share. Listen, that's we're not asking for money. We're not. Well, we're not asking for money yet. But we're, not, <laughs> <laughs> we're not asking for money. We just right now. The love is you subscribe, you share our content, you like our content, and and and, and that's all. That's all what we that we're asking for, man. Absolutely. And with that being said, thank I you, everyone. On, on location. Go ahead. Yeah, keep on <laughs> and again, thank you for, for tuning in. Hey, uh, if you want to advertise with us, uh, where you go is to breeze shooters at yahoo.com. Advertise your, you know, company, 
or an event you got going on, clothing, whatever you want to advertise, hit us up. We have a package deal for all type of events and situations. And um, if, if you have show ideas, guys always DM, DMing us for show ideas. We're open to that. So, again, thanks for the support. Uh, you guys be good. Thank you to DJ EFN for jumping on with us. Yes, and sir. Chris, you be good, I'll brother. Put, I'll talk to you. You too. I'll put I'll put you I'll put whatever advertising on my chest, bare naked chest. If that doesn't get you more business, your business is not good because your, that right there sells itself. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that little clip of Chris eating the pork last week. Angel hit me up. He goes, he had to order so many more pigs because people went up there because of Chris's work. Just, just think about that. If you own, that's if you're a I restaurant do. owner, if you're a restaurant owner, <laughs> that's what I do. People subscribe, motherfuckers. Peace. You have some. <laughs>